Now, Pippin, before we get started into the, the proper interview, your name is really cool. Is it? Is your real name? Uh, it's actually my middle name. So my full name is Charles Pippin. And ever since I was, I don't know, one month old or so, my parents decided to start calling me by my middle name. And they've never called me Charles, except maybe once when they were really mad at me or two, something like that. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. My name is Kath Hughes, and I am a coach here at WP Elevation. I also run a design and development agency based in Sydney, Australia. Now, today, I'm really excited to announce that our feature guest this week is Pippin Williamson, who is well known in the WordPress world for his awesome plugins, namely Easy Digital Downloads, Restrict Content Pro, and Affiliate WP. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking to Pippin about how he's progressed in the years he's been involved in plugin development and we're going to talk a little bit about beer. So this is going to be heaps of fun. Please stay tuned. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Melissa Gessinger of One Day Labs uses her talents to build websites in one day for her clients. With GoDaddy Pro Tools, she's able to achieve an entire website in one day for nonprofits that are looking to impact their community through her One Day Labs Day of Giving. We have found that a great way to give back to the community is to um, have these um, events once a year where we are able to build a website for a nonprofit in our community. Um, for free in a day. That's awesome. And then how did the Raise Collective website, how did that help their nonprofit? How did it help make an impact? We built a site for the Raises Collective, which is a Sonoma County nonprofit that uh, does a lot of giving back to the community, um, like the Hispanic community, people of color, uh, through art installations and programs and, and that kind of thing. So having a good website built by a professional just raises the, an organization's credibility. And so being able to go through the process with us, uh, we, we in, um, in about an eight to 10 hour period of time, they had a new logo, they had, were able to have a, a brand new website with both English and Spanish translation. And where can people find you to learn more about your business? They can go to onedaylabs.com. For more information about GoDaddy Pro, visit godaddy.com slash pro for tools to support your business. Hello, I am Kath Hughes from WP Elevation and I'm thrilled to be interviewing Pippin Williamson. He currently runs Sandhills Development and is well known as one of the pioneers of amazing premium plugins in the WordPress world, in particular, Easy Digital Downloads, Restrict Content Pro and Affiliate WP. Now, unless you've been hiding under the WordPress community rock, chances are you have heard of Pippin. Along with having an awesome name, he's been pretty busy contributing to the WordPress plugin development world, not only as an author, but providing resources to better the quality for all the plugin devs out there. Now, Pippin, welcome to our podcast. For those Thank you for of, having me. You are most welcome. Uh, for those who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what your background is, and what your focus is these days? Certainly. So I'm Pippin. I am the CEO of Sandhills Development, which is a company uh, that I started about eight years ago. Uh, and it is now, our primary focus are, are three products, all in the e-commerce and membership type area of WordPress. Uh, 
uh, specifically digital products, affiliate marketing, and memberships. Um, we are, there's about 15 or so of us on the team. And uh, that's our, those are, those three products are our primary focus, but we do have a few other little things that we work on here and there. Awesome. Awesome. I look forward to actually asking how you manage that whole team. Now, before we crack into our main questions, I just wanted to let our audience know that the key points from this episode will be put together in our show notes available on the WP Elevation uh, podcast page and along with any links mentioned today. So no need to take notes, just, just keep listening. Now, Pippin, before we get started into the, the proper interview, <laughs> your name is really cool. Is it, is it your real name? Uh, it's actually my middle name. So my full name is Charles Pippin. And ever since I was, I don't know, one month old or so, my parents decided to start calling me by my middle name. And they've never called me Charles, except maybe once when they were really mad at me or two, something <laughs> like that. Um, I remember one time my mom told me that she doesn't really know why they named me Charles Pippin instead of just Pippin, but they did. So anyway, I've, yeah, I've always gone by Pippin. Um, and so it's, it's more or less a nickname, but it's, it's, uh, it's listed mo in most places as my, as my first name. Well, it is very cool and it is very memorable. Um, so you. you've been pretty busy, like how, uh, like uh, this, you have to tell me how many years this is all in taste, but you've got these three premium plugins and they're all awesome and they're all, you know, solving completely different problems and or not or not problems but you know they 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 are tools for completely different um different pieces of of websites and you've also got a development business and a brewery like <laughs> what's going on <laughs> well so i originally started um this is it started in 2011 I believe. Uh, well, 2010, 2011 is really when I started to get, get working on WordPress plugins. And originally I just kind of built a few, um, some were just for fun. And then I started building them for client sites. I was doing kind of your, um, your standard freelance web development. I was building websites for whoever would hire me. Yes. Um, and then I started transitioning to building more and more products. Um, I, I started building plugins as like, things that I needed. Um, so I would, okay, I needed, originally I was building websites. So I needed to put a, an image slider on the front. So I ended up building an image slider plugin because I wasn't happy with what I had. I had a website that I needed to be able to upload fonts to back before we had cool things like Google fonts and then all of the new font options we have now in CSS. And frankly, I don't really do much CSS. So I don't even know what they are anymore. But at the time I needed to be able to upload fonts to a website. And so I built that. And then I just kind of kept doing that. Um, building these little solutions to solve problems that I had. And eventually it turned into building a bigger thing um, that I needed for myself. I, I had started selling products on CodeCanyon.net, a website run by Envato. And then um, I, I really wanted to be able to sell my own things myself. And so I decided to solve that problem for myself and build a tool that allowed me to do that. That turned into easy digital downloads. Yeah. And that was like your first, that was your first premium plugin wasn't it um no it wasn't the first premium i would say it was the first that um turned into a much much larger project um i had actually had premium actually the very very first plugin i ever wrote ended up being a premium plugin 
um, but on a much, much, much smaller scale. So all of the plugins that I had built before that, which was several dozen, um, were really, they were just like little small projects that I could manage very easily by myself. Um, easy digital downloads quickly grew and turned into something that I realized I wanted more help on. So I, I invited people to come contribute to the project and make it an open source thing that was more than just me. Um, and that is, that's really what jumpstarted us into building a team around the products, which then ended up evolving into multiple projects that our team works on. Oh, it's exhausting to listen to, but I can tell like, you know, I mean, I, I, as a, as a business owner myself and having several things on the go, like it's you, you, once you get onto something and then you can see the bigger picture for it, it's mm -hmm. really exciting. And that, that move moving from just being it all being in your head and it being the one thing to actually like sharing the responsibility for it is quite, it's quite massive. Um, but Definitely. it's also exciting as well. And we, we've always tried to focus very much on solving problems that we have ourselves. Um, we try to uh, always use our own products. There are very, very few products or aspects of our products that we build that we do not intimately use a lot in our own business. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that is just because that gives us a firsthand experience to understand what the problem is, how we can provide a solution for it, and how well does our solution work. Um, and so all of our products are um, empirically based around that, that yeah. premise and, and they continue to be that way. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant too, because it means that you have a, an incentive to keep making them awesome because yeah. they run your own businesses. Um, Absolutely. They, being, they, being, my own, being my own customer might be one of the most valuable positions I've ever put myself in. I like that being your own customer. That's beautiful. Um, I gotta steal that as a little, a little bite. Um, so, uh, on that, like, do you get called entrepreneurial much? Like, what what is the kind of the perception of Pippin outside your the world of Pippin? <laughs> well, uh, most of my friends and family have very little understanding of what I do. Um, so it's a problem we all have. I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, the age of internet businesses are. Uh, interesting to a lot of people and completely outside of the realm of a lot of a lot of people's standard understanding of how businesses operate and what you do day to day sometimes i think that friends and family that come over think that i must just laze around not do anything all day because i'm always sitting on the couch on my laptop <laughs> like yeah. sometimes i'm in my pajamas i haven't got dressed yet i you know but uh it, i think it depends on the person some people would say that um, I don't really think of myself that way. If, I, if I'm trying to come up with a, like, if somebody asked me to write a bio, sometimes I'll throw that in there because it looks good in a bio. Um, but I don't really think of myself that way. And if, I mean, th there are certain, I think people that have a more um, deep understanding of businesses and how businesses work would probably say that about me and the company. Um, yeah. But not not that many. Yeah, it's an interesting push forward, isn't it? And I guess it's that it's that the the the, the like I don't put myself in personally in that in that like space. I kind of don't think of myself as, you know, like this this branch or, you know, world worldly business person in any in any frame, but I get I hear that oh you're so entrepreneurial and all I think is like, no, I'm just got to like we're just like pedal to the metal. 
mm-hmm. not going to, to stop until this is as good as it possibly can be. And then we want as many people. <laughs> all, I'm tr- all I'm trying to do is just keep the business running. That's yeah, all yeah, yeah. it is. So I guess that leads to my next, my next um, question is like, how do you maintain the enthusiasm for it all? When, particularly when you're, you're also got your own clients too, right? Uh, we don't do much custom development, and when we do, it is usually related um, directly to one of our products. So, for example, if we ha- if we have somebody that comes to us who is probably already a customer, and they're looking for a certain solution that our our existing products can get close to but not quite sometimes we'll look at that and say you know what i think this benefits the the whole ecosystem and so if we can work with you to build this for you and as long as you permit us to go ahead and then release it for everybody else or build this into the standard system yeah we'll do custom development for you yeah but that's frankly that's a few times a year um not very often so it's just supporting your your main three and keeping them as good as they they can be yeah, cool. Um, do you do you find do you ever get lulls in your energy for it all? Absolutely. Um, probably. I mean, there's. I mean, you have a lull every single week. You have lulls. You have bigger lulls every couple of months. A really, really big one once or twice a year. Um, it's. I think it's the standard ebb and flow of it. Um, last year was a bit challenging for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. I think we had got the company to a point where uh, it was mostly running itself without me. Um, the, the team was doing really, really good. And I found that I wasn't really that needed day to day. And it was really weird for me because that was a very unusual feeling um, because I came from a background of, I do it myself. I do everything yeah. myself. Um, and then we, we built this team around it and the, the team is amazing. Um, and all of a sudden I realized that like, Oh, we're launching a product. I didn't need to be there. Um, or like, Hey, look, I, I took a trip for a couple of days and support still got done. That's really yeah. cool. But it, it created this really interesting, um, mental state in my mind of like, I don't really know what to do with myself all of a sudden, because what I've discovered is that I'm very good at when I, when something needs to be done, I will get it done. Um, whether I like it or not, when all of a sudden, things are already getting done and I am not needed to get them done because somebody else has stepped in to do that. I'm like, Hey, I have to find out something to do. I need to figure out where, where should I put my energy? What should I do? And it it created this, it was, it took a few months for me to really kind of figure it out. Um, And I think that was probably the most significant lull I've ever had in the business. So your Um, lull was being successful and getting your team. It was. Good in retrospect, that's exactly what it was. But it was very strange um, because in my mind, I, I didn't recognize that's what it was for a long time. Yeah. Like I thought it was me being bored of the business, bored of the products, um, and like, you know, like, all right, I'm ready to move on. You know what? I think I maybe we should sell the company and go to something totally different. Like that, that occurred to me. That kind of because when boredom is a terrible, terrible thing. And I had not experienced the sense of boredom in a long time because I was always working, always driving. Like there was no such thing as a free moment. Um, and so last year when there started to be times where like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do for the day, where I'm going to focus. There were these, these times where all of a sudden I realized like, I'm, I'm kind of bored. And that's very strange because now I don't know what to do with myself. Um, so yeah, we, we definitely see lulls. Um, and, and, from the mental perspective, there's, there's other kinds of lulls too. I mean, everything from motivation to 
you're just tired or maybe it's a maybe it's a business lull and that your sales are down yeah all of those happen i think it's really i mean it's it's an interesting theme because like for 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 our us at um wp elevation we're moving like we're kind of i guess the the the, the destination is 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 trying to have our businesses run with us being just in the strategy in the, you know, in the strategy side of things um, so that we can continue to grow and, you know, be the business people. Um, that seems to be like the goal of many of our members is to, to they come in being on the tools the whole time, but the ultimate goal is to have a sustainable business without, you know, and, and be able to take holidays. Like, I mean, not Absolutely. that, that that's, doesn't seem that kind of crazy because that's what all the employees get to do. But, but for us that, that seem, the starting point seems to be we're doing everything and the, and the destination or the journey that we're on seems to be to take us to that level that you've just talked about where we're sitting around going, what can we do next? And, and I think that that's, it's interesting that you kind of, when that happened for you or it, when that's happened for you, it, it's, you kind of missed it and, and saw it as a, mm -hmm. saw it as a low point. But um, so that's, that's fascinating. Um, in, in retrospect, it was, it was a great thing because it was really, we had achieved that success of yeah. um, the company is running really well, um, we're doing very well, and now all of a sudden we have the flexibility to say, you know what, instead of doing what has to get done because there's just not enough hands on deck, now we can actually be selective with our energy and put it where we find the most value, whether that is economically um, philosophically or, or however you want to look at it day to day. Um, yeah. and that's a really great freedom. It is fantastic. But it took a little bit to be able to recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose when you head down and you look, you stop and you look up, you, you kind of do have to take a moment and start road, like going, mm -hmm. okay, so, you know, like, where are we in the, in the scheme of things? What was the end goal? Are we there? Do we need to have a new end goal? Um, speaking of that, so Sandhills Development, you, what's kind of on the roadmap? Like, Well, we've got a, a number of things that we're working on right now. Um, we are working on a brand new product um, that's pretty exciting. We haven't been able to share much on it yet. Um, you can go to sellbird.com. Sellbird.com, folks. Um, there's not much there. There's a little mascot and there's a a logo um but so it is, it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's in the works um Excellent. we don't we don't have a time frame for it yet but we are working on it um we have there there's a con we're constantly pushing all of the the existing main products which is easy digital digital downloads restricted yep. content pro and affiliate p and so those are continuing to progress forward and they and they will do so for the foreseeable future yep. um we're contemplating the possibility of bringing an old product or two maybe a little bit not necessarily back to life but say like you know this this product has fallen to the wayside and maybe we'll we'll bring it back we're looking at that um but we're still also trying to be very selective with our focus um yes we are a team of 15 but we're also only a team of 15 which means that um in in sometimes sometimes that that number seems huge other days it seems tiny when you're looking at the number of things that you want to get done or these bugs that got reported by customers and these enhancements that were requested by people or this thing that you want to do or that thing. Um, and, and then in the middle of that, you still have to somehow answer support tickets. Um, and, and so, yeah, mostly I, we are just, 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 you are not stopping. Yeah, we're, we're not going to stop. That's great. Um, can I just, I didn't actually prep you for this question, but um, you've got a team of 15. 
how is that structured roughly? Like what? what well, um, in terms of like how many are support development type of thing or. Yeah. Like what, what, where, where is, where is your team kind of sitting um, in terms of like who's, or like what responsibilities have, sure. have you got in general? Um, what roles have you got there? Sure. So um, we do not have any kind of tiered system. So we don't have directors. We don't have yep. managers or anything like that. Um, we have, we're pretty even split between developers and support. Eh, support's a little heavier. Um, we, we do have pretty much anybody on the team does support. There's nobody that is immune to doing support. Right. Now, that might mean that they do a couple of tickets a month versus hundreds of tickets a month. Um, but we do want to try and encourage everybody to talk to, talk to customers every now and then at least. Um, it's a great way to get an understanding. So uh, I would say, uh, the majority of us are in support daily. We have uh, three, four, five, five active developers that are always working in development. Um, and sometimes they're jumping into support as well to look at a technical problem that's then turning into a development project. Um, and then two of, two of their, See, I can't even keep track of everybody. Um, uh, and then there are there are several of us that are leading the projects, basically. Um, so, like for example, we have affiliate WP, restricted content pro, and easy digital downloads. Mm -hmm. Each one of those has one to three people that are more or less steering the project, not necessarily yep. as managers, but we, they're the ones that are mostly steering it when I'm not there. So, because okay. it used to be that I I steered the ship on all three. And so now that role has been taken over on each one of those projects. Wow. And so now I just, I just kind of oversee the majority of it. You're the Lord. Sitting on top. Love it. Uh, um, oh, no, it's fantastic. Insight, we hope that I they don't look at me that way. No, no, I just, I just mean in that, in that kind of like overseeing role, it's quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. Ab um, no, absolutely. And I, I, I guess I, I value learning, just getting that little snippet of insight as to how it's, how, how it's kind of come to, together because I know how isolating working on something yourself can be. And then you, but then handing that over can be mm -hmm. really hard. Like it can be yep. super hard, um, but in order to grow, you need to because you can't possibly Absolutely. make it better well, for, and, and, and support the customers at the well, same what time. I, what I've discovered is that um, for all of our projects, basically every time that, like I, 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 can, I can push a project forward, I can lead its development, I can lead its traje uh, trajectory, I can lead the support, but each time that I say hand those reins over and let the primary leading be done by some by somebody else um we tend to grow a lot we tend to do a lot better um we grow better we we move forward faster um and and i and i think that's really because it, it allows me to step back and look at it from say a, a much broader perspective as opposed to stuck in the fine details yep yeah. Wow. That's it also lets us move all three projects simultaneously. Whereas, so what it used to be is, is like, I would, I would be leading all three and I would jump to one. So one week I'd be working on one while the other two aren't going very, very much. Mm -hmm. Then I would jump over to another one. The other two would stagnate. Then I'd jump over to the other one. And, and that's just kind of the way it would just cycle that way. Yeah. And so now I step back and said, no, we can't do that. We need all three to be moving simultaneously. 
yeah, um, and that's worked really well for us. Yeah. And have you got a have you got an office, or have you just got people working out of their own? Situation? We are one hundred percent remote. Yep. Um, I we do technically have a headquarters. Um, it's a little it's a little twelve by ten room that I work out of during the day um, when I'm not at home. Um, but otherwise, we're all we're remote in yep. um, five countries, I think, four countries, oh, depending fantastic. on where the last one moved <laughs> some of our team moves around a bit oh it's so exciting to be where like living in a world where yeah we set up teams and we they're location independent like or mm -hmm. it doesn't Absolutely. it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter it gives you that, that such a huge um opportunity the only downside is time zones the only downside is time zones i know in australia um i've got a i've got a developer in the philippines because the time zone is perfect for us sure. and I, but I, then I've got a project manager in another state and I've got a local designer and I've got a, another assistant in the Philippines so uh, it, it kind of it, it almost doesn't matter where we are when we're doing our meetings with I mean this feels like okay it's different it's, tw it's 24 hours difference almost but um, mm -hmm. you know it, it's just a it's, it's a conversation work's getting done um, yeah, exactly. so I don't want to take up too much more of your time but I do want to ask about the beer tell me about the sure. beer I'm a beer drinker I'm not an I, obsessive beer drinker but I'm a big I fan. have been a, a, a big beer fan since uh, right about when I graduated college I started to explore the world of beer my wife bought me a homebrew kit and I started brewing and um, I like to remind her sometimes we'll we'll walk into the into where I've been brewing or into the brewery building and like this is you you did this you can't fault. blame me <laughs> but uh, no I, I kind of I dove into the world of beer and I kind of I fell in love with it and I didn't think I it, I didn't see it coming but I I started really enjoying exploring the styles exploring the beers from different countries um, and then I really enjoyed learning how to make it so over I've been um, I started brewing about five years ago, and in the, for the last three, my brother and I have been slowly planning out actually opening a local brewery here in my in my town, um, and that's going to it's going to happen. We're hoping to actually open our doors sometime in 2018. Uh, we're okay. hoping to brew our first batch or two of beer before the end of this year. Um, we're not yet sure if that's going to happen, but we're hoping to. Um, and it's it's just kind of became a little passion project. Um, it's we're not trying we're not really trying to make a business out of it. We're not it's not trying to be the next entrepreneurial journey going from our previous conversation or anything like that. But it's 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 a side project that we're having a lot of fun with. Um, and uh, yeah, there's there's something really rewarding about handing somebody a product, a handcrafted product that they can hold in their hands and enjoy at the end of the day. It is really um, so nice, isn't it? I get a lot of the, I get a lot of pleasure out of that. It's good too. I mean, I guess it's like it's like nurturing a passion that's completely different. Like yeah, it's and, not and it's totally different. It's not customer yeah. support. It's not it's not online. This is something you know, uh, in hand. Only people close to you are going to get to experience it. Yep. And the joy is uh, like tactile, or you can see it. <laughs> yeah, you can it's see completely it. You can different. taste it. You can smell it. You can feel it. Uh, it's really kind of interesting and funny to me because when I first started brewing three, five, no, sorry, five years ago, I thought, you know, I'm a, I'm a WordPress developer. I build websites all the time. I like to blog. I like to write. And so I just assumed that I would love to write about beer and I would love to write about my, my brewing adventures and things like that. 
And then I, I actually quickly discovered that I didn't want to, and that I had zero interest <laughs> in running a blog about beer in any way. Um, and later on, it occurred to me that it was because it was a, it allowed me to completely disconnect from the digital world. Yeah. Um, I love the digital world. I mean, it's 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 allowed me to do some some really fun things, and I've had a, a really great time doing it, and I'm going to continue doing that. But sometimes I just want to shut off and disconnect. Um, relinquish some of the control. Um, I, I love that in, in brewing, you don't really have a lot of control. Um, I, can put, I can put water in the grain and I can put it at certain temperatures, but once I've, the, it's the yeast that does the work and they either make something great or not. Um, and I can't really control them and I like that. It's kind of, it, it is kind of nice to have one of those like completely like completely different things and yet yeah. you, you, you're not in control and it's almost though it doesn't kind of matter if you're no, not in control matter. of it and that's there's relief in that as well mm-hmm. hey it has been so good to talk to you it's been um, my pleasure i know that we had a, a you know back and forth trying to get it get get this happening but i'm so glad that we made it in the end um what's the best place for our audience to get hold of you uh for both your plugins and your, and your beer project? Uh, the, the best place would probably just be pippin.com. Yep. Um, that's P-I-P-P-I-N.com. So from there, you can find any of, the, any of the products that we work on or the beer website, my, other, my personal WordPress site, or any other site that we decide to launch in the future. Okay. Did you hear that, everybody? Pippin.com. Uh, easy to, to remember and easy to spell. Guys, thank you uh so much for joining us for this episode of the wp elevation podcast thank you pippin i hope that everybody has enjoyed the podcast as much as i did please remember to visit wpelevation.com to review review the notes for this podcast and leave your comments and download the cheat sheet for our tools that we use here at wp elevation if you love what we're doing here please subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating and a review in itunes it really helps us spread the word and you can do so by visiting wpelevation.com forward slash iTunes. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to your company in the next episode of the WP Elevation podcast and until then, go elevate!